This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome to the App Show. Mike Agarbo here today. I've got uh, my co-host, John Beeler, joining me this uh, fine morning. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of great apps to talk about in uh, today's program. Our Hot 5 app countdown being the long weekend. Hot 5 road trip apps. Which, Super fun. They're actually pretty cool. you got to stay tuned for that. Uh, this is the part of the show, though, where we always talk about uh, some of the latest app news. Uh, one of the big things for me this week, uh, John, Amazon has uh, debuted Prime Reading. So if you have the Amazon Kindle ebook reader or you've got the Amazon Kindle app, which pretty well can be used on any device uh, out there, this is a cool thing. It's a really cool feature. Basically, they've made a lending library where you can actually check out a bunch of different types of media for free, uh, up to 10 at a time uh, from their library. And even while you're browsing the Kindle library, it'll actually tell you free to read right in that particular book's description. Are there any good books in that library? There seem to be some pretty good books. All the Harry Potter books, I think, are in there. Really? Yeah. So you have to be an Amazon Prime member. Right. Yes. And really, why aren't you? Yes, I think most people are uh, out there. But uh, so comic books, uh, and you talked about uh, Harry Potter. This is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, well, it's it's basically, the, I think Amazon is trying to get you to sign up for their uh, Kindle Unlimited subscription service, which is, I think, $10 a month. Yeah. Uh, so this is sort of like, here, have 10 free. Another reason. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an Amazon Kindle? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've got, well, I've got a Sony e-reader. Do you remember those? Yeah, I have a Kobo as well. Yes, uh, which is a different standard, though. Yes, the Amazon uh, uses its own proprietary book format or ebook format. Right, although there's apps you can get to help work around that. Yes, that is true. I, I don't mean that in an illegal way. I just mean that you can actually put other things onto your Kindle that the Kindle doesn't subscribe to. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a it's called Caliber, and it's a really cool app for putting your PDFs. I have all the manuals for a lot of my my electronics and stuff on there, so I have it all in one place digitally. And so that'll work right on your Kindle. Yeah, you basically, uh, run, it's a cross-platform app. You okay. install it. I didn't know you could put apps onto the Kindle. No, no, it's an app you put on your computer. Yes, okay, yeah. And then you uh, put your different um, uh, PDFs, uh, text documents, Got it, e- and, EPUB, and it'll translate it, it into it the Kindle It transcodes them format. all for the Kindle format. And you can just drop them on there. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's very cool. So you have all your tech manuals. That's a great idea. Yeah, all I never thought place. of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I have like a pretty extensive synthesizer library yeah. and all of the crazy instruction manuals for all those are in there and then all of my 3D printing stuff is all in there and my book is in there too. Your book? I have a book. What's your book? I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't? No. Oh. What's uh, it called? 3D printing with Autodesk. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You're a 3D printing nerd. Yes. Uh, let's look at some of the other app news here. Microsoft Soundscape is now available to Canadians. Explain this app. This is kind of cool. This is this is for visually impaired people. And essentially what it does is it actually will enunciate your surroundings for you. So for example, if you and I are walking down the street and I'm visually impaired, you look at my phone, you'll see what looks like a traditional map system for, for a person walking. You know, there's a liquor store across the street. There's a you know post office on the corner. This app will actually tell you uh, verbally what's in your surroundings. And you can give it commands to ask me, well, what's in front of me? What's behind me? What's beside me? So if you're visually impaired, you don't have to guess or try to figure out based on the sounds what you're hearing. This app will actually tell you what's around you based on your GPS location. And it works. And it works. This is cool. And it's free. And it's free. Yeah. Uh, Available for Android and iOS, I believe. Yes. Awesome. Apple CarPlay has a new update. And uh, if you... 
have a, a newer model car, there's a, a chance that your entertainment system inside there will actually support Apple CarPlay or Android uh, Auto. And I know you have Apple CarPlay in your car. I do, yeah. So this is specific to the iOS 13 betas that are out right now. Oh, okay. Yes. So they um, they basically have been adding more functionality throughout the beta stages. The public beta just launched. So if you want to check out uh, and, you know, I caution most people, unless you're prepared to suffer through some glitchiness and some bugginess, you might want to skip the betas until they come out with the, the final product later this year, probably the fall. Um, but the, the CarPlay update adds a bunch of features that are really nice. You actually have different uh, light setting modes now, which you didn't have before. Basically, if you turn on your headlights, it would change to a dark mode. Yes. Um, but now you actually can do that in the settings panel. Got it. Um, but it also gives you the ability, uh, previously when you were sort of navigating, for example, uh, and you were playing music, you could see one or the other. You couldn't see both. But now you can actually have a little sort of dashboard where you have your map in the corner taking up the majority of the screen. Then you have your... Uh, uh, your uh, whatever current music is playing, and then maybe some other things depending on which apps you have installed that are CarPlay compatible. So it gives you a nice little sort of dashboard for your CarPlay screen. It also supports larger screens better now, so you actually get the full size and width of that available device screen uh, in your vehicle. And uh, it's pretty good so far. I really quite like it. Sounds like it's getting more Android-y. Yeah, which is ironic because the Android stuff is changing in in getting rid of some of the functions that Apple's now adding. So, um, but uh, it's still, I think, the best way to experience your phone uh, while you're driving if you're using it for navigation and music. Very, very cool. Uh, Apple CarPlay updated, but just for people that have updated to the new beta of iOS 13. That's correct, which is now available publicly. So you can go to apple.ca and uh, sign up yourself. Okay, another big uh, story in the app world's Harry Potter app. Wizards Unite. Wizards Unite launched uh, last weekend, and uh, muggles all over the world are, I guess, wasting their battery away. <laughs> That's right. This is basically from uh, Niantic, who made Pokemon Go. So it's an augmented reality app. You hold up your phone, and using the camera, you see the real world, but you see Harry Potter creatures. Creatures, magic, yes. all kinds of different things in that world. Uh my girlfriend and I were actually playing it quite a bit this weekend uh, in the park around my house. Yeah. Uh, I will caution anybody, and I'm sure anyone that plays Pokemon already knows this, uh, bring an extra battery pack because it's going to burn through your battery like crazy. Really, eh? Yeah, because it's, and it's also, it's, it's fairly like 1.0 version of the app too. Yeah. Um, so I think in, in, tw- in we went down like 20% in less than half an hour of our battery. So, <laughs> and we weren't even doing that much. And it's just like, hurry up and wait while you do your little activities at each particular uh, creature. And, uh, but it's, it's still super fun. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, this game is totally meant for you. It's free to play. There is some in-game purchases you can do, but you of can, course, yes, that's how they make their money. Um, but it is a lot of fun to play. You've played Pokemon Go. A little bit. Similar, better, worse? Um, I don't think I played it and I don't think I've played either enough to really have a, a, yeah. a valid opinion for the people that are actually huge fans of those properties. Do you have to be a Harry Potter lover to play I this? think so, yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's a really interesting premise. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, so just check out the app for yourself. There's a little, it's free to download. It's free to download, yes, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's actually kind of funny because we were, we were in my house when she first 
downloaded it and it's like it's just kind of neat looking around your house and your living room and you're like all these creatures are there with you yes <laughs> so it's kind of fun especially if you're familiar with the harry potter universe it's- i wonder if that's an issue with a lot of the augmented reality apps out there as far as battery use because i mean you're taxing the processor got the camera going as well yeah and your gps everything's firing on full you know and all cylinders yeah so but yeah that's why you see people i've seen people on the sky train with multiple phones going doing multiple accounts at the same time and i swear they have a backpack full of batteries that's just weird yeah like some people are really into this yeah and it's kind of it's kind of fun i mean it's kind of like techno hiking i guess you know you're running around with your because you have to actually move you can't stay still you can't just sit on your couch and play this game you actually have to move yeah which is actually a good thing i think so well we have a lot more to talk about on today's app show uh, including our hot five app countdown which is hot five road trip apps uh, in honor of the long weekend here you're listening listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network back after this you are back with the App Show, Mike, and uh, I've got John Beeler here with me today. We've uh, got still lots more to talk about. Uh, a few more uh, iOS 13 goodies uh, and later on in the program. If you are an iPhone user, you'll want to stay tuned for that. iOS 13 is the latest update happening in September, but you can download the beta version uh, now if you want to try out some of the goodies. And there's some really cool ones, including blocking robocallers. That's just one of uh, many that we're going to be talking about. Also, we've uh, got our Hot 5 app countdown. This week it's the Hot 5 outdoor apps in honor of uh, the long weekend. That's right. That's kind of cool. Let's talk about uh, a smorgasbord of uh, really cool apps we've uh, come across uh, this uh, week. Uh, Everything from uh, a cool app that will remove you completely from a picture automatically uh, to uh, something uh, that will help you with your really horrible sketches like mine. Oh, you should see mine. <laughs> and we'll turn them into like beautiful icons from Google. Yes. Uh, it's super, super cool. Uh, let's start off, though, with uh, an AR app that uh, you've had a chance to try out and you were just mesmerized uh, by. This is a really cool app. Uh, normally, uh, it's a really cool app, but there's actually a special feature coming up for the 50th anniversary of the Apollo, Apollo 11 landing on the moon. Okay. And so uh, 321 Launch is the name of the app. It's actually uh, an app that's sort of uh, by Florida Today and uh, USA Today. It's a, it's a news app. Um, but what it allows you to do is uh, when SpaceX is doing a launch, you can actually have an AR simulated launch right on your desktop or on your couch or whatever you want. So you have the app, uh, you hold up your phone to a flat surface like your desk. Yep. And using the camera on the phone, you kind of see everything in the real world, but on the desk, the rocket will actually launch. Well, it's actually really interesting. I actually just tried the SpaceX version. There's a simulation you can do that's not real time yeah. where you actually get to assemble the rocket parts on the launch pad itself okay. just by dragging. And it gives you, gives you some background and some um, some history about you know the process and that type of thing. But then you actually get to launch it and it uses telemetry data from the actual rockets to show you what's going on. It, it sort of launches off a little bit off the spot that you've chosen and then you can actually watch it, you know, the, the, the motors separate and all that type of stuff. And then it actually with uh, SpaceX in, in particular, they tend to bring back their rocket boosters. So you actually can have it land back on the place that launched from, which is really fun. Um, and you can, you know, pinch and zoom and you can scale it, look at around it from any way you want. And then on July 16th, they're 16th to the to the 20th. They're basically going to be redoing the exact uh, telemetry data from the Apollo 11 launch in real time. 
Oh, wow. So you're actually, and they're actually going to have an AR version of the Apollo 11 uh, Saturn V rocket and all that kind of stuff uh, that's going to be available in the app with all kinds of history narrated by astronauts and all this. Like, it sounds like it's going to be really cool, real-time sort of interactive experience that you can actually experience this launch, you know, for the first time in real life because <laughs> I wasn't around when it launched. So, uh, John, people have to have one of the more later... Yes. Smartphones, like one of the, the newer ones for this to work. Yeah, I mean, I think the iPhone ten is on the iOS side, and I'm not sure exactly where the line is drawn on the Android side, but definitely if you have a, a late model uh, Android or Apple phone, you should be fine. Let's switch gears now and talk about selfies and uh, photos with pictures of people in it uh, that you might not want. Yeah. Like an ex-girlfriend. Well, Maybe I don't want you in one. You were always photobombing my pictures. Yes. Yeah. The, the, so, Which ar- makes it more valuable to me. But right. if we became unfriends. It would be awkward. Yeah. But then I could go in and use this app to erase you. Not exactly. No? No. This isn't for photos that have already been taken. This is oh. for taking new photos. Oh. So oh, uh, okay. there's an artist. He's created this app called Bye Bye Camera. Yeah. And what it does is it uses artificial intelligence to remove people from your photos. In real time? In real time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other level. It's it's pretty crazy what it does. So I actually went down, to, our offices are in downtown Vancouver, and yeah. I went outside and I took a picture of the street. The street's always crawling with people. Yeah. And it turns it into like a ghost town. No. In real time, because it deletes people, but it doesn't delete pets doesn't delete you know cars cars anything just people it detects people and removes them and it kind of does like a little photoshop magic to replace them so it's not always perfect yeah because they have to sort of guess what the background would actually be if they're not there but it actually i mean it's created by an artist it's making this really weird ai people-less art wow that's kind of cool it's it's pretty cool called bye bye camera bye bye camera is it available for all phones uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a paid app though. Okay, you got to pay the artist. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's it's three dollars US. Art's not free, John. It's four dollars Canadian. Yeah, uh, I, I I bought it and it's pretty fun. Bye bye camera. Bye bye camera. So in real time, automatically remove people when you're taking a picture. Yes, oh, I got to try that. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, so let's talk about uh, one more uh, app here uh, in this segment. I doodle all the time, and this is cool. Uh, it's Auto Draw by Google. Yes. Now, this isn't an app that you download. It's actually in your browser. Okay. And you can do it on any browser. And what it does is it gives you basically a sketch pad. And you can choose your brush size, your colors, all that kind of stuff. And you draw something. And Google... So you're using your mouse to do it. You're using your mouse. Yeah. Or your trackpad. Okay. Um, But what it'll do is Google will actually try to interpret or guess what you've drawn. And it'll bring up this little sort of palette along the top of your drawing of what it thinks you drew. (laughs) And then you can click on it, and it'll actually replace your drawing with a much nicer formed version of that drawing. Okay, kind of iconish, though, right? A little, it's a simplified thing. You're not going to yeah. get, like, a portrait. No. Uh, but you can certainly... Like, I'm not going to try to draw George Clooney, and they're going to... No. 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 But it's interesting what it does suggest. Like, I, I have a thing for cacti, and so I drew a really horrible cactus. Yeah. And it gave me this long list of, you know, a couple of cacti, cacti but then a whole bunch of other things that have nothing to do with cactus. Yeah. And it's was kind of interesting what the algorithm thinks might be related to what I drew based on how badly I drew it. And so what's, what do you think the purpose is? Well, I think the purpose is really to, to it's the machine learning aspect of uh, artificial intelligence. By you selecting something that you think is what you were trying to draw, you actually help contributing to the machine to understand what you were drawing. 
Okay. And so it's learning as you're sort of messing around. And it's really just an experiment. It's not, you know, uh, an actual product per se, but it actually is something interesting that does help feedback uh, the algorithm and, and teach Google a little bit more about it. So you're not going to use this for any meaningful purpose. Like, well, it's not going to save you time. No, but, you know, you want to draw a cheap logo. <laughs> this is one way to do it. I know, but then it's got to try to guess what you're drawing, right? It's going to give it... Uh, compared to a database of other images. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of logo you're going to get out of that other than. It's, 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 it's a, it's a fun thing that to waste some time uh, with, and it's kind of like playing Pictionary with the so computer. Play, play Pictionary with, with uh, Google auto. So it's called auto draw. Auto draw.com. Okay. And just, do you think this works in all browsers or is it just Google Chrome? Uh, Good question. I, I haven't tried it. Okay. Well, I only use Google Chrome, so who cares? Me too. And that's, that's a Well, Google. I use Safari on my phone. This is true. So we're going to have to try that. Yes. And listeners can try that uh, as well. We have a lot more to talk about on today's program. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5 app countdown. And, of course, your uh, iOS tip of the week. Uh, This week, the Hot 5 app countdown is Hot 5 outdoor apps uh, in honor of the long weekend. And later on, we'll be giving you some more goodies from what's coming up in the latest version of the Apple iPhone's operating system that's officially launching in the fall. But you can actually download uh, a beta copy now if you're feeling brave and want to try some of these things. Listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back shortly after this. You are back with the App Show. Before we get to our Hot 5 app countdown, and this week it's Hot 5 road trip apps and these are pretty cool if you're going on a road trip you gotta know about them we're gonna go to Graham and you have an iPhone tip of the week yeah so our iPhone tip of the week we've already talked a little bit about iOS 13 and how the public beta is available but if you're going to upgrade to iOS 13 you may want to be able to revert back to iOS 12 if something does go wrong so the best thing to do is to back up your iPhone to iCloud do you guys know how to do this yes yes well I thought it was always backing up it should always be backing up but if you don't know if you're backing up to iCloud What you do is go to your settings, which is the gray icon that looks like it's got all the gears on it. Tap on the top section that has your name on it. That generally has your iCloud login. Make sure you're logged into iCloud. Scroll down to backup. Make sure that you've got that turned on. Now you're going to want to be on Wi-Fi to backup, and it will say the last time that you backed up there. So make sure that you've done that before you upgrade to iOS 13, and you'll be able to revert back should you decide that you've made a mistake. I would do it again after you've done what Graham just said. Yeah. Run it again, just to be sure, because a lot of times people will press that button, back it up, and then go and upgrade, and it's not even finished backing up yet. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> Do you guys ever back it up to iTunes? Not anymore. Not anymore? Well, I used to. Yeah. Uh, because that was the fastest way to back it up locally before you're going to install the beta. Yeah. But might, yeah. might be a good idea to try that, too. Yes. Okay, it's that time. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, it's the Hot 5 road trip apps that we're going to be talking about. And uh, Graham, take it away with iOverlander. So iOverlander is a great little app. Whether you're looking for a place to camp for free or you want the very best grounds along your route, iOverlander is an absolute must. So this app works on both Android and iPhone and offers you detailed camping information all over the world. iOverlander relies on volunteers like you and I and the traveling camping community to upload information and photos. So whether you stay somewhere amazing or just so-so, add your review and additional details to the listing on the app so that we can all have better camping experiences. Number four on the Hot 5 app countdown this week, we've got white noise. 
if you're stuck in the backseat of a car next to someone snoring or your bed and breakfast isn't as quiet as you'd hoped, a white noise app will help change how you sleep when you're anywhere but your own bed. There are a handful available on the market, but the best one is simply called White Noise. It's on all the app stores, and it offers a slew of sounds from actual white, purple, and pink noise to the sound of an air conditioner, a shower running, a cat purring, and even a thunderstorm. Pick a sound, pop in your headphones, or turn on your speaker, and you'll be in La Land before you know it. What is pink noise? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Uh, let's hit number three on our uh, Hot 5 app countdown. Uh, this is Road Trippers. So Road Trippers, as the name and the slogan would suggest, is a map built only for travelers. So that might be a little bit of hyperbole, but this app will help you find virtually everything that you can need along the way. So when you open Road Trippers, you'll find millions of locations. That includes local diners, roadside attractions, and these are some that Google Apps might just miss. So this is a very cool app that once you've outlined your trip plan, you can share it with all your travel buddies so that they can make suggestions if they've been somewhere too. And uh, number two, we've got Gas Buddy, John. Uh, well, if you have a long road trip, you mean you need to fill up with gas and you don't want to be driving around. So uh, GasBuddy will help you find the closest, cheapest gas to you. It's all crowdsourced. Uh, motorists in the U.S. and Canada uh, stand to save some serious change when you're using GasBuddy, which is available for both platforms. And a mobile app that helps users track down the cheapest nearby gas station based on their present location. Uh, as many of the prices are based on user reports, GasBuddy rewards users with points for reporting and updating a, stat, a station's price. Uh, these points make you eligible for regular raffles of prizes like free gas. I like it. I use GasBuddy all the time. Well, mostly because I, um, well, I don't so much anymore now. I have a Tesla, <laughs> uh, which is electric, but. Uh, I live right beside the border, the U.S. border, so I'd always use GasBuddy to see what the prices were down in the U.S. gas stations. Well, and that brings us to our number one app. And Graham, the number one app? Our number one app is PlugShare. So this is kind of a cool app, right? This is perfect for Mike. I know, uh, now that I have my electric car. So what this does is it lets you look up and uh, review nearby charging stations near your electric car. Now, we are in downtown Vancouver, and there's one less than half a block away. But if you are in a new city where you haven't been before and you're looking for a charging station, this is a really handy way to find those chargers. And you'll also get notes on those chargers, too. I just recently found out that some chargers, you actually don't pay for the parking, you pay for the charging. Yes. Which is really cool. Yeah, I found one of those. Which is kind of cool. So it's actually cheaper for me to charge the car there than it is for me to park. That's crazy. I no, I love it. Excellent. But you know, there's uh, there are so many of these charger charging stations, uh, especially in more urban uh, areas. So uh, you know, your Vancouver, Toronto, Seattle. Uh, there's like but you sort, of, you sort of have to find your your place, right? Like where you're going to be going. So this, I think, this app is perfect for a city you're not familiar with. Love it. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Let's talk about iPhones and the latest version uh, that's coming called iOS 13. It's the operating system that runs the iPhone. And, uh, you know, if you haven't uh, known this already, they're actually splitting iOS up as iOS for iPhones. And they're coming out with the iPad OS for iPads. So kind of branching out. Yes. So uh, we're going to talk, though, about the iPhone uh, updates coming in the fall. If you're feeling brave right now, you can actually download a beta version, uh, kind of a test copy uh, of it. And again, this is for brave people that I think are maybe a little more techie and have patience. Yes. And and you you can't be afraid to have to reboot your phone (laughs) a lot. You know what? This is funny. Uh, I hate doing that. But, you know, I bought a Tesla 
I've had to reboot my Tesla a couple of times because <laughs> the, the radio wasn't working properly, which is kind of frustrating. And kind of ironic. Ironic. I never thought I'd have to reboot my freaking car. Yeah. But I digress. Let's get on to iOS uh, 13. <laughs> You've been monkeying around with it uh, yes. for a few weeks here now. Yes. Uh, what are some more interesting uh, features that you've come across? So one of the features that I always really liked about Android that I struggled, like why hasn't Apple added this, is how do I know what Wi-Fi network I'm actually connected to uh, without having to dig into my control panel? Yes. Isn't yeah. that annoying? Yeah, because in our office here, and I don't know why, we have three different networks. It's, yep. a, it's a big office. You've got the Get Connected. Plus all the other offices around us. Yes, yeah. And, and so we have this huge list of uh, um, Wi-Fi to, uh, nodes to connect to. Um, and depending on which one you're connected to, you're either going to have a good experience or a bad experience, yeah. right? So um, in iOS 13, though, in the beta, when you just pull down your control panel, uh, the swipe down from the top of your phone, yeah. um, you have a, like a little icon. Uh, uh, For Wi-Fi. Yeah, you've got the you know the the airplane mode, the Bluetooth, and all that type of stuff. If you press and hold that now, you actually get a pop up of all your information about what networks you're connected to. Get out. Yeah, and you can change it from there too. I know that sounds really geeky, but that's handy because I'm always wondering what network I'm on because I I also have uh, Shaw for right. example, and I use the Shaw Open Wi-Fi networks that are all yes. around the city, and it just automatically connects me to them. Yes, and so sometimes you know when I'm having trouble with the internet i'm wondering am i connected to one of these yeah shot open like a weak signal there instead of like my my company one right and i have to dig into the wi-fi setting right so you've already wasted enough time with a slow internet connection now you have to go dig through your yeah. menus to actually get to the control another, panel. another 20 seconds of my life right so this this will save a few seconds off uh, off that and, and get you up and running and also makes it really easy for you to do things like um turn on your hotspot your personal hotspot if you need to like connect your laptop or oh whatever. yeah so you can do that from there too yeah yeah yeah, it's oh my god, I'm loving that. Yeah, I it's really nice, and also just being able to change your network from this little pop up is so much. Handier. Oh, you can change as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you can actually scroll through the list and change, and you're still. Yeah, this might be worth a few reboots. Yeah, well, it ha- actually, it's gotten better with the second beta. Okay, good. So, um, what else? So, um, another frustrating thing that I always come across is whenever I'm doing my up my app updates, I manually update them, you know, and I go through and like. I haven't used that app in like three years. Why do I still have it? Yeah. My only option up until now has been to press update. I'm yes. Like, Why do I want to update an app I'm not even using? Now you can actually swipe to the uh, to the left. Oh, boop. delete it. Gone. Yes. Oh, that's great. So yeah, you just swipe to the right and you'll have a little delete option. So yeah. you can actually delete it right there. Oh my God, that's so handy. Because yeah, um, I go through all the updates manually as well because I just want to know what's happening. Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I don't need that app anymore. But then I got to go in and delete well, it. And you forget way. where it is. Yeah. And by the time then you've already moved on and you're going to look at it again in three years. Love it. What, have, what else you got? So um, one of the interesting features of Apple Maps, which, you know, is kind of like the d- derided second child of, of apps. Can I tell you, John, I use it all the time. I know everyone makes fun of it. They, you know, use Google Maps. And Google Maps is cool, but I just find the simplicity and how easily Apple Maps integrates with everything on the iPhone better. I, I agree, but I've been directed to the wrong location too many times with Apple Maps. Sure, sure, it's led me astray. Yes. But <laughs> Other side of the expressway in Seattle? You know, like. Yeah, no, I've done that with me here in Vancouver. I've ended up on the wrong side of the freeway, yeah. like miles away from where I was trying to get yeah. to. I mean, it is getting better. 
No question. Okay, so um, how have they improved this in so iOS 13? one of the things is when you are stuck on that expressway on the wrong side of the tracks, yeah. you now have the ability to press a button in Apple Maps and send your ETA to your friends. Okay. So it actually will send you send them a link and show them on a map where you are and how far away you are. Oh, and so it, can they follow you in real time or just that one? I think they just get one update. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so it's a really handy way, though, just so that people know that, you know, you're running behind because I'm on the wrong freeway yeah <laughs> although you shouldn't be doing that while you're driving no no because so. you're gonna be stopped at the side of the road doing this that's right or you're exactly. a passenger okay so ease uh does that work for people you're sending that to on like an android phone as well or is it more through like iMessage i think it's more of an iMessage thing okay yeah so <laughs> screw your android friends <laughs> it's only your iphone friends will get these timely updates that's right okay yeah. and you've got one more for us Yes, and this is probably the best one. Okay. So um, I think we all get a lot of unknown callers. Oh my God, all the time. Right. Yes. So what And it, it's all junk. It's all junk, and yeah. you never want to answer them anyways. No. So you just have to like be distracted to go and like you know hang up or disengage or whatever. So now there's an option in your settings to silence unknown callers. Okay. So you 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 turn this uh, switch on, and then basically any unknown caller that's not in your contact list will go automatically to voicemail. So like these one eight hundred numbers that I get that don't have yes. any ID. Yes. Oh my god, that's so be- much better. So does it automatically go to voicemail? Or automatically. Just- automatically. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why did not? Why did they not have this before? Again, they've had this on Android for a while, I think. Um, but the the only downside is, you know, what if you're expecting this call? <laughs> And yeah, but it goes to voicemail, though, right? It goes to voicemail, yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of these robocalls, they won't leave. They won't leave anything, yeah. yeah. Or it'll be in a different language. <laughs> yes, I get a few of those. <laughs> That's a fantastic feature. Yeah, it's it's going to be a life changer for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, because honestly, I probably get at least two of those a day, and they drive me mental. At least two, yeah. yeah. Me too. So again, uh, we're talking about uh, iOS features uh, that are going to be in the new iOS 13. Coming out in the fall sometime, you can download the public beta. How do people do that, John? Uh, do you go to apple.ca? Yeah. And I think you actually have to uh, sign up uh, okay. with your Apple ID. Yes. And then you're given a, a, a download link. Okay. To, to you don't need to have a developer account or anything? You don't, no. Okay. Nope. But again, uh, warning, it's not like the fully baked version yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, if you are you on your phone all day and you expect all your apps to work perfectly this is not the beta for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing too, is all, a lot of these apps that we use on a daily basis, like Facebook, and Instagram, you know, what have you, they haven't been updated yet to the new iOS. No. So some of them are going to behave a little quirk- quirkily. Yeah. Is that a word, quirkily? Uh, today it is, quirkily. Okay. We have a bit more to talk about here on the app show today. When we come back from the break, do you have a lot of subscriptions now that you can't keep track of? I do. Well, there's an app that helps you keep track of that and how much money you're spending every month. I know we thought we were saving money when we got rid of our cable TV, not buying CDs anymore. Well, no, there's no, we're spending even more. Well, there's an app to help us keep track of that and we'll tell you what that is and how it all works. You're listening to the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the app show. We've got uh, time for uh, a little more in the app world. Uh, before we get to uh, an interesting uh, feature with the new iPad OS called Sidecar uh, and Mac OS, I guess. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about subscriptions. So I don't know about you, John, but subscriptions in my life are piling up. Yes. 
you know, we all thought we'd save money by uh, not having to buy CDs anymore or downloading songs off of iTunes, getting rid of our cable TV, but it's grown exponentially as to how much we're paying for content. You know, you got your Netflix, you got your Spotify, Apple Music. Oh, you want to have, uh, you know, Crave TV. Well, there's an app that can help you keep track of all of it. It's called subscriptions. Have you tried this yet? I have not. It's cool. I mean, you're going to have to do a little work. You have to tell it what subscriptions you have and how much they are a month. Uh, but once you start getting that all inputted and saying, you know, what time of month it's coming out, this is great because it can send you notifications as to when payments are about to come out. It can give you monthly running totals and even how much you're paying on a yearly basis as well. That sounds like a scary number. It is a scary number. It is a scary number. You're paying like sometimes, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Depending how many of these things you've got going. Especially if they're all family plans like you probably have. For oh, yeah. yeah. Like I got a family plan uh, for Apple Music. Spotify, I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Netflix. It it just adds up and up. I'm also subscribing to Stack TV now as well, which is the new chorus uh, streaming TV service for another twelve ninety nine a month. So as you can imagine, pew, sky's the limit on that. Definitely. So anyway, and, and don't forget too, in iOS thirteen, when you delete one of those subscription apps, it will actually remind you, hey, you've got a subscription. You might want to. Log in and cancel it. Yeah, because even though you just delete it, if you delete Netflix on your iPad... They'll still take your money. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, believe me, they will. Again, this app is called Subscriptions. It'll help keep track of all the subscriptions you have. Yes, you have to input them, but it's a really useful exercise. It really gives you uh, an eye-opening look into how much money you're spending on all of this. It's probably going to be scary. It is pretty scary. Uh, Let's switch gears now and talk about a cool feature of uh, the new Mac OS uh, and also uh, iPad OS. If you've got a MacBook, uh, these are great. They're fantastic laptops. But wouldn't it be great to have a secondary screen that you could take with you? Yes, you can hook up another monitor to your MacBook. But now they have a feature called Sidecar that lets you hook up your iPad as a second monitor. Yeah, and it is fantastic. Uh, I've been trying it out. It does require you to use the betas for both your Mac, so the Catalina <laughs> beta, as well as on your uh, on your iPad. Um, but the beauty about this, like most things Apple, at least that's been their catchphrase, is it literally just works. Uh, once both devices are powered up and on the same Wi-Fi network, you'll actually have an icon that looks like a little iPad screen on your MacBook. And um, you click that and or go into your settings, and there's a sidecar button there as well. Uh, it'll choose which device that you have that's compatible, uh, and then you can connect to it. And then the really interesting part is uh, you get basically a second screen that pops up instantly. It uses onto your iPad. Onto your iPad. It uses Bluetooth though, so you're actually limited into your the distance where you can be. You can't walk around your house with this uh, second device. Yeah, it's gonna be near your laptop. You gotta be near your laptop. Um, but around the outside of the screen, you actually have the equivalent of your touch bar. If you have one, a newer MacBook Pro that has a touch bar, even if you don't have one, you still have those buttons and keys that are all there uh, that are accessible. Does it work on all iPads? I guess later model ones. I have an iPad 4 and it works fine on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, they, they haven't made an official list of what's compatible or not. Yeah. So maybe I'm just sort of sliding in, but yeah. it definitely works fine. So all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to listen to the podcasts uh, of our sister show and the app show. You can get those up on the Apple podcast store and also uh, Google play curious cast and all the other places where you find great podcasts. This is Mike and John signing off. We'll see you again next time. 
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.